Welcome back. In the next few sessions, we'll give a number of golden rules for working with clients. Most of these are things that we know somewhere deep down but have forgotten. We'll start with those that we think are the most basic. In the written version of this section, we ask you to carry out a number of activities in which you describe situations that involve your interactions with clients and other people. Please never describe situations in which people can be identified directly. That can cause damage to them. We find that kind of description highly unethical. The first point is that when you're with a client, you must devote your entire attention to that person and not to other things. This is easy to say, but difficult to do for most of us. In general, we have complicated lives. Thus, we may be thinking about something in our personal life, or something that we have to do later, or even about what we're going to have for dinner. We may be interrupted by the telephone, or by someone coming in and asking about something, or we can be distracted by something else. It's simple in one sense. Unless we give our complete concentration to the client, the relationship won't work. Another point in all of this is whether or not we like or can empathize with the client. In most cases, we do. However, there are situations in which we have our opinions about the client and don't like him or her, or the kind of life he or she is leading, or the actions that he or she has taken. There may be a clash of personalities. All of this can create very substantial problems within the relationship. In the most extreme instances, we find that, that the sessions with the client are a burden to us. Our advice under such circumstances is, first, to get supervision about the client. If the relationship really isn't working, our advice is to end it and to send the client to another caregiver. We'll discuss identification and empathy with the client in a further section of this course. Now, there are some activities with regard to this. First, give an example of a situation in which you concentrated on a client and it worked. Give another example of a situation in which you didn't give your full attention to the client. What happened? Are there situations where this doesn't apply? Describe your experience. Another fundamental principle of working with clients is to have humanity and compassion. We all are human beings. We all have our strengths and our faults. The point here is to attempt to feel what the other person is feeling and to see the person's action from a human point of view. Frequently are, we are occupied and preoccupied by the formalities that we need to carry out with the client and the information that we want to get to assist the person. We forget that the person has feelings and emotions and is in a situation that may or may not be, usually isn't, his or her usual one. 
and thus that the person may be under a great deal of stress. Such humanity and compassion should not blind your objectivity, however. Objectivity on the one hand and humanity and compassion on the other are two very different things and yet are very much compatible with one another, at least in our experience. It does take experience to separate them. We'll get into identification with a client and still remaining objective in another section of this course. Again, we ask you to carry out a couple of activities with regard to this. First, give a situation in which a client was treated with humanity and compassion. How did the client feel? How did you feel? Next, give a situation in which the client was not treated with humanity and compassion. How did the client feel? How did you feel? Give situations in which having humanity and compassion doesn't apply, and there are a couple. Still another important point is that it is crucial to look at the entire person, and not only his or her words. In fact, we know that about 70% of, of our communication is nonverbal. Thus, we want to look at the total person. How is the person dressed? Does the person have a distinct odor? What is the person's posture? What are the person's muscles and body doing? How does the person walk and move? What are the person's fa facial expressions? Also, are the person's words saying what other aspects of his or her speech are saying? One example may, might be, I'm very calm in a very angry or excited tone of voice. Another typical example might be the person saying, I'm all right, when it's obvious from the low volume and the tone of voice that the person is depressed and or angry. Our point here is that the caregiver needs to be looking at the client continuously and critically to get as much information as possible about the client and that the caregiver not only needs to take account of what the client's words are saying. We'll get into this in much more detail in the courses on communication and psychology. Again, we have some activities for you. First, give a few examples of a situation in which the person's words did not match his or her behavior and other characteristics. Next, give an example of a situation in which the client's word did in fact match his or her behavior and other characteristics. Again, we ask you, are there situations in which it is not important to look at the total person? In the next section, we'll get into a few points about language and getting to know the client better. See you there.